How do we as parents raise and prepare our kids in an ever-changing modern world while still growing in our relationship? That is a question that we are set out to answer. I am your host, Ashley Flood, joined by my husband, CJ, and this is the What Is Family podcast. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the What Is Family podcast. We are at the start of a new week, sitting down with some more lovely people um, and some more interviews coming up. Today, we have Christy coming on. Now, when Ashley was telling me a bit about the message and the conversation that you guys had leading up to it, there was um, some interesting thoughts came to mind. Let's roll with that, right? So um, from let, let me start this out by my version of what I got, particularly as a man, and hopefully I don't fuck this up. <laughs> <laughs> so Christy, obviously, we spoke a little bit about um, the, the business that kind of just came to fruition. Um, and like Ashley and I were reading that and we're like, yeah, cheering you on and shit like that audibly around our, our dining room table going, yeah, you go girl. Um, that was me. And then, <laughs> but in all seriousness, it was, it was a really inspiring message. Now mm. the, the way that you started that business was not so inspiring. Um, mm. That was the, um, the test, I guess, the, the, the trials and the tribulations that you have to go through to get to that point. Um, and some of them were just, as a man, like it was just down, downright horrific to think. Like there's a lot of things as a man that I'm proud of. Mm. I also want to kick some people in the dick. Yeah. Because the way that they treat women just is fucking downright appalling, mm. particularly in uh, some industries and um, areas that we work I and like you you messaged us and telling us about a background in you know male dominated industries you know mm. here I am somebody that was in construction and was in the army and was in male dominated industries and I just couldn't think of anything worse than somebody just being such a fuckhead yeah um wow this is really flying off the handle this morning <laughs> Hopefully no one's driving with uh, kids in the car. Uh, we might put a little bit of a warning. But it's true, God, it's it's the absolute mm. truth. Like the, mm. some of the stuff that you went through was just so appalling. Mm. I don't want you to have to relive that, but I would like you to share as much as you're comfortable with us and just kind of yeah. give people a bit of a background on you, you mm. and where you came to and, and how you landed in this beautiful spot in life. Yeah. Oh my God. Thank you guys so much for having me. I love that intro. That's awesome. <laughs> well, it was well-deserved. Oh, bless me. So funny. Um, well, yeah, it's, it has been a ride. It's been a really big ride. And I guess I'm now at a place where I'm really, really happy. Um, it hasn't been that way always. And the way that the business came about isn't the way that I wanted it to. I wanted it to be this slow been little side hustle that I could ease my way into but apparently a girlfriend of mine said that's not the way that I work so <laughs> <laughs> it was just going bam straight away so yeah I did um I worked the last 12 years I think it is in some very male dominated industries um worked in construction where um I used to get sent emails suggestive emails from the guys that used to work there, married men with kids and all of that sort of stuff, asking like to catch up after work and 
proposals to meet in the car park and all of that sort of stuff. Um, I was was me, myself and another girl that used to work there and I was one of the um, project administrators um, on site. So we'd have the subbies come in and it would be from subbies, it would be from the other guys that worked in the industry as well. And I was quite young at the time too. Um, I was a new mum as well, just going back into the workforce um, and had no idea who to go to, who to turn to or anything like that in regards to that. So I'm quite um, casual with my approach to things as well. So I'm not like a stick in the mud that's going to sit there and like turn around and say, women, wah, 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 and all of that sort of stuff and like just kick up a big fuss about it. So I think it was a very men's club environment um, and it was it was really difficult. That time was really, really hard in the construction industry. But it also gets... Um, reinforced by females as well so the other females that work on the site or the other females in the office and all of that sort of thing they reinforce that behavior or accept that behavior and as a younger person I was looking up to these ladies that always put up with that as well so it was just the way that the environment was and you couldn't stick up for yourself and you couldn't speak up because that wasn't the done thing to do um I worked in um another another office where uh I was a PA I'm for managing director and the um all of the directors were all men every single one all like 60 70 year old white men um all all the directors of the company all of the PAs were all young girls so all in their like mid-20s early 30s and it was told that we needed to wear skirts and we needed to wear high heels the skirts needed to be like knee length um and then I was told one day that um I was a little bit too Christy and needed to dull down Christy a little bit and I should wear pearls a pearl necklace and I should laugh into a tissue because I was too loud in the office um wow. so I think, and that actually came from a female as well. That came from one of the um, one of the other PAs. He had been in that industry and in that company for a very, very long time. And wow. I was, yeah, I was just sitting there and completely shocked. And as a woman and as a person in general, like you just see that environment and think that's how is that acceptable and how are we going to bring up our, our daughters and our children? And I've got a son, a 16-year-old son, and I don't want him to think that way of women, that that's the, that's the way that they need to be and that's the way that they fit. And so, yeah, it was really, really shocking. And then my last job um, was in the finance industry. Um, and I worked for a planner and there was a lot of stuff that happened there that just absolutely broke me um, and it actually had to do with small business. Um, so there was a, a wife and a husband team and it all just ended up being they didn't trust me or she didn't trust me and it was um, a very threatening situation. She ended up putting a tracker on my phone um, so that she could keep track of where I was. Um, and yeah, it was, it was awful. In the end, um, I ended up having a bit of a breakdown, um, at the end of last year. So the end of 2020, yeah. um, as if 2020 wasn't fucking hard enough. Let's exactly, exactly. And it, it was all, all to do with, um, just their insecure, her insecurities, 
Um, the business was going really, really well. My boss was really, really happy with the way things were going. And I think the fact that it actually came from a woman was even harder for me to deal with because I love the whole idea that you support each other, especially as women, that you empower each other and that we were doing such great work. And it was such a small business, such a small business, but we were making an impact on our clients' lives and we were doing some really positive things. And in the end, she saw that as a threat. And it was it was really difficult to deal with. And I, I had a really rough time. I ended up having a breakdown in the shopping centre and um, I had to go on medication. My other half ended up taking me to the doctor because it got so bad that um, I had a complete meltdown and was vomiting and not sleeping and waking up having nightmares and screaming and all of that sort of stuff. It was horrible. Um, and my doctor and uh, my other half ended up taking me to the doctor and put me on some medication and stuff. So it got pretty dark. Yeah, yeah. Wow. that's first. Thank you, honestly. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, oh, not at all. Um, I couldn't imagine what that's like. Like genuinely, I I legitimately cannot imagine what that's no. like. We were going to talk about something. I feel like we probably shouldn't talk about that now. Why? Um, Anything you want. No, no, because I want to dig more into this story of yours and this yeah. this background that you've gone through and kind of how you've gotten there. As you said, like, you know, you spoke, you know, you said something in there that really kind of hit a nerve for me. It's like, you know, you didn't want your son to think that this was normal. Yeah. Us as parents, like, we are role models in every facet of our children's life. Yeah. I'm super fortunate. Like, the parents that I have, um, they showed me like what was okay and what was not yeah and very much instilled this sense of right and wrong and people are equal and yes you know people are physically different and they are mentally and emotionally different but they are still equal and when Seth was born my eldest son like that became a very big ethos for us it was like you know it's it's not just about being a parent like this is it's stewardship you're guiding you are uh, literally taking them by the hand and walking them through this first stage of their life right to let them go and be free and I think that's a way that we really approach it with Cooper Walk. that's how I feel anyway yeah. yeah and I mean we've had conversations about you know what it's like you know for women in the workplace and things like that now I'm not saying that I'm it like because it's hard for me to imagine right because I couldn't think that that would be possible mm. like yeah. it's never happened around me like I've never been in a workplace I've never been sub like I've never been at the, the scrutiny of it like it's just for me I've never experienced it so when we talk about it, I'm like how is this a thing like I just genuinely don't believe that it's still possible yeah like in this day and age it shouldn't be exactly and how yeah. I don't understand this like, and, yeah. and yeah. this is where I think it really falls on to us as parents to like you can try and stamp it out in the workplace but yeah. you're always going to have an uphill battle at that point yes it's, it's the next generation like the, the kids of tomorrow's future you know all that sort of stuff all that super cliche shit that we've heard yeah. for years is so fucking true. true it's so oh true. My God. it really is and if and if dad's listening to this or if mum's listening to this need to tell their, their partners husbands kids mm. fathers whatever to just to listen to this little segment where it's like 
it's on us as mm-hmm. men mm-hmm. to raise men. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Don't, and like, and same for women. Like, it's on women to raise women, and then we all come together as a family and we raise people. And like, yeah, good yeah. people, nice yeah. people. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's not that hard. It's it shouldn't be that hard no. just I, to be nice. I don't yeah. understand. So. What we were going to talk about, I'm going to totally throw to the side and talk about something <laughs> completely different. But we will go back to that. Yeah, we'll come back to it. Yeah. We'll circle back. Because I think it's a good, valuable question. I want to ask you, Chris, and you too, babe, like for somebody like me who hasn't been around that experience, that type of abuse, like let's not, like, mm. let's not fucking beat around the bush. It is abuse. Mm. It's yeah. emotional abuse. There's often physical traits involved in it. Mm. There's... It has long-term mental and physical effects. And think like mm-hmm. it's bullying, however the fuck you want to call it. It's just horrific. But how do you, how does somebody like in my scenario that has never been around it, involved in it, whatever, know what to do, know where the, the underlying cause is? How can we help from that side? From an outsider's perspective? Yeah. 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 So say, for example, my partner, I think this is the only reason, this is the only reason why I'm still comprehensive today. I'm <laughs> still able to stand up straight and to, still able to smile, to tell you the truth, mm. is the support network that I've had. Um, he he has been amazing. He's actually the one that turned around to me and said, babe, nah, fuck this for a joke. This is bullshit. You are getting out of there. He actually turned around and said, I'm not letting you back into that workplace. It is not safe for you. Mm. Um once the tracker went on me, this is the last one. Once the tracker went on me, he just turned around and said, no, because that's that's bullshit. That is actual bullshit. And he turned around and he said, you are not to go back into that workplace. We we will not put you in that position. That's ridiculous. I don't care what the wage is, what anything is. Like, we will make do with what we have and we'll, we'll sort it out because your emotional well-being is too, too important. Mm-hmm. Um I've also got a really good family network with my parents and my son and all of that sort of stuff as well. So, and really supportive friends. But in the workplace, I think it was difficult for the people in the workplace to witness it. Um, I worked with a, a lovely girl and she, so she didn't have any of this happen to her because she's been there for five years and she's one of those people that won't ruffle any feathers. So she sat there and she would see things all the time happened that I wasn't the best practice manager that this actually happened to. Yeah. They had three practice managers in five years. Wow. And the first one lives in Queensland now and she couldn't stay in South Australia. She was that traumatised. Wow. She ended up moving and she I've been in contact with her since then, so we've found really big support with each other and she's actually helping me through this a lot um, because I'm fighting it. Um, I've taken it further and... I I will not let I will not let this this go because it's just not fair. No. Um, and you can't be doing this to people in the workplace. It's ridiculous. But my girlfriend who is still there now, um, she just sits there and doesn't ruffle any feathers. And she told me, she said, Christy, it's easier for me to sit here and let it all happen and just turn a blind eye than it is to actually speak up because I know the repercussions of what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And that I think is the saddest thing that I've ever heard in a workplace that somebody feels that they can't speak up and can't say something's wrong because they know what they're going to cop if, yeah. if they do. 
and it's not acceptable. No, it's and really not. What, like, I know you and I have spoken about this and it's been, um, you know, like in recent times in some of the workplaces that you've been in, in particular, a big liquor store company. Oh, we, well, we shan't be dropping. Not, it's not the same. It's no, it's not. not but it, it starts with the, the small things, right? Yeah. Yes. So, but I don't understand. Like, where's the line? What's okay? What's not okay? How how does it go from being a workplace banter to mm. abuse yeah. and then like growing? Like, you know, from abuse to I understand the whole process. Like, you know, if this is a little bit and then we go a little bit further and a little bit further and a little bit further over time, yeah. you know, a year or two down the track, you just look back and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. How, how does this happen in the first place? Is what I don't understand. I think, you know, I think, I honestly think people, you get a gut feeling. And that was, yeah. I think, when I first started in this, in the financial planners that I worked at, things were said very early on in the piece that made me uneasy. And mm-hmm. I'd, I'd known about the three previous practice, or the other two practice managers, I knew about them. But I was told that they were left, they were, gotten rid of because their performance wasn't good and that they'd actually screwed over the boss and well well that's not actually what happened so you kind of can see behaviors coming along through the time so I was only there for two years but right at the start there were things that were said about my boss and his marriage and things were said about him not being happy with his wife and that she was fat and that she was she wasn't right in the head and all of this sort of stuff right from the start um and that was for me when things started getting said personally about his wife and all of that sort of stuff that was alarm bells ringing straight away yeah kind of you get that gut feeling and I think as women especially as well you have that intuition and when that started I started thinking oh I've got to cover my ass here and make sure that I have all my eyes dotted and all of my t's crossed so every single message that was sent in an email that was inappropriate anything that was um said to me that wasn't nice or that was um bullying was documented times dates everything was documented right from the start because I just had that inkling right at the start Mm. and that gut feel that gut feel that something wasn't right so yeah yeah and it's it's such unfortunate like, it's sad. It really know, is. Yeah. How did, I don't honestly, and I don't understand how, like I said, people can be like that. Yeah. Um, and be in business. I think that's yeah. the thing as well. How can you conduct a business and have clients that trust you? And especially in the financial services, yeah. it's yeah. trusting you with your life savings. And then you can't even treat your staff properly. Yeah. Like that, to me, to me, I don't understand that mentality that you're expecting people to hand over all of this money to mm. you who can't even deal with people. Like you can't even look after your staff. And a girlfriend of mine actually said that because she was about to come on board as a client in our plan, in our, in our financial firm. Yeah. And she turned around and she said, if I can't trust him with you, there is no fucking way I'm trusting him with my money. He can yeah. Yeah. And she just turned around and she said, she said there is no way. No yeah. way. Um, what would yeah. your, like, obviously you've been through this a couple of times here, Chrissy. Like, what would your advice be to, to somebody that's in that situation 
feels like they might be, um, you know, or seeing somebody, let's, let's start with somebody in that situation first. Mm. What would you suggest as a way to kind of protect yourself and, and your own health mentally, emotionally, physically? Yeah. Um, and then also to protect your, your, your place in the workplace and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really difficult question, Joe, because I think the problem at the moment and the stigma around everything is the minute that you speak up, you've got a massive target on your back. And it happened, it happened to me as soon yeah. as I spoke up, as soon as I said, no, this is not okay. As soon as I stood up for myself, that was, that was a massive target on your back. So I think you have to be at the stage where you're okay to do that and either have the repercussions and deal with that or that you're ready to walk because either way you need to try and manage the situation. I found um, some, we had a dealer group that was overarching us in the financial services, um, but in the end they couldn't, they couldn't even compliance-wise come on board with that so I ended up I was a member of the union as well I spoke to the union and they turned around to me and said just get out just yeah. get out it's not worth it it's not worth your mental health and they were actually worried about my safety in the end because I said if she's got a tracker on you she knows exactly where you are yeah and that's that's not safe and it's actually bordering on stalking then and I don't think there's bordering in that no, sentence that, it's straight it up is. stalking yeah I mean, yeah legal disclaimer insert here Everyone yeah. legally <laughs> fucking disclaimed. you know point nineteen a in the contract uh, but but honestly like so would you suggest um somebody catching it earlier with a very frank and honest conversation before things grow Yep. rather than getting to the breaking point and going like fuck this enough yep. enough definitely like, having that having that kind of yep. um, com that easier conversation earlier yes. in the piece yep definitely and ha make sure you look at your contract as well make sure that everything's written down um i did i started the job i didn't even have a job description ridiculous oh wow um, so I just started and made the job my own, but apparently I took it too far and like ended up building the business too much. So oh, they wanted to be <laughs> just quietly though, like business is a really interesting beast. Like you, you have, like obviously we've been in business for a while and we find like we know a lot of business owners, a lot of our friends are entrepreneurs, and like it takes a certain unique person to be in business and not fuck it up like yes. straight up the amount yes. of people that we know that like they grow a business really well and then like well this is just too scary and they literally burn it to the ground yes because like it's confronting yeah personally like yeah that that like there's all those limiting beliefs around success and money and relationships and what does that look like and happiness and work and, like yeah. all that shit just comes to the forefront it's like it's literally like therapy on steroids. Yes. It's like crazy because there's so much confrontation that happens. Um, yes. But we've seen that heaps. Yes. So I'm not surprised at all like when someone goes, no, you took it too far because it's scary for the business owner. They're oh, like, oh, was, shit, they now I'm making too much that. money. Exactly. <laughs> it was so funny because they didn't want to know that they could actually take the business and we could actually build it really, really big. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was excited about it and he was so for it. She was like, mm, mm, mm. so yeah. I think it was a little bit of a balance in control and all of that sort of stuff. And that's where yeah. their relationship 
between themselves was very toxic and that was filtering down into the business so and I was unfortunately I was the little guinea pig and the the little test piece that was getting moved around the place and was the one that yeah got got everything taken out on but I think definitely the conversation right from the start should be this is expectations have the sort of expectations in place and if you're noticing things that are happening pull them up straight away and just say these things are making me really uncomfortable. Yep, um, yep. I'd like to have an adult conversation about this about, and make sure you keep documentation right from the start. Yeah. And I think too, like, okay. honestly, as a, an entrepreneur, like I always try and come up with, you know, because obviously we deal with a lot of contractors. You know, we have people come in, they might help me out in my marketing business for a yep. particular job or whatever. And it'd be like, right, here is what we expect. Here is the payment. Is this okay? Very open, honest conversation at the get go. Yes. And then, but when like we were first studying it, that wasn't the case. And we'd have people come in and then we'd be like, what are they? What are they? What do you want, CJ? Da, da, da. And it'd be like, well, I don't know, just do stuff, right? Do stuff. Um, yeah, exactly. But but now I'm at the point where like if I if I miss it, if I mm. slip up, I'd rather the person that I'm paying come to me and go, here's my sense of the expectation. Yeah. So if you're Correct. the employee. Or, yeah. you know, you're going to a new job as a, you know, potentially as a new mom or whatever, going back yes. to the workforce or something like, and you don't get that, you yeah. bring it to the table. Yeah. Because, exactly. like, that's never going to be a bad scenario. No. Like, no. And even if you then there's something wrong with them. Yeah. yeah. Right. If they don't run the conversation, alarm bells should be ringing right from the start. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Definitely. But do you know what? And this is probably the thing as well, guys the amount of comments that I've received from that post that I did from women who are all in the same situation, I broke my heart, absolutely broke my heart. Some of the stories that I've heard about what people are going through, a really good friend of mine, he lives just around the corner from me here. She, I bumped into her in the shopping centre the other day and she burst into tears on the spot and going through exactly the same thing. So we're catching up for a coffee in a couple of of days' time just so that she can – talk about it because it's so it's right and it shouldn't be happening oh. it shouldn't be happening but it is yeah it is. and in this day of age of me too and all of that sort of stuff yeah. you think that things would be getting stamped out a lot more than what they are so and look, I'm, I'm sure that there's there's no denying that we have come mm. a ways mm. and that's like let's let's not beat ourselves up too much here you know we have grown in society and we have become more accepting of this and yeah. there is, there is that win but still mm. it's still happening and we need to be vigilant and definitely more um now as shitty as all that was <laughs> i'm kind of glad that it happened because it led you to this point in which you have this beautiful big smile on your face and have done the whole time that we've been talking and also to the the point where you started your own little gig right yeah do you want to tell us a little bit about that Oh, I'd love to. So I in October, oh, in September last year, my partner and I, um, so everything was going really well at work. So that was all fine at that time. Um, we went up to Darwin and had um, a break up there. So it was yeah. a week's holiday right in the middle of COVID. But Darwin was like, it will be able to fly up. Yeah. It was fantastic. So we had a beautiful week up there. I'd never been before. Um, and my partner, Andy, ended up posing up there. Oh, sweet. I know, he's so lovely. He ended up doing it in the car park at Mitchell Falls. So, 
That's great. Yes, hey, look, whatever works. It was so funny. We turned around, so I told him that I didn't want a big public proposal because I thought they were really corny and yeah. it should just be about the two of you. So we're yeah. in Litchfield National Park and we're at the beautiful yeah. waterfalls and he went really quiet. I didn't know what he was doing. And I'm like, you're right. And he's like, hey, yeah, it's so beautiful. And every time, everywhere we went, Litchfield National Park, there were people. Yeah. So he was getting really upset because he knew this expectation. I'm not going to do this in front of yeah. anybody. So we ended up at the end of the day, he went and, um, I went and popped into the car and turned the air conditioner on. He said, I'm just going to go to the bathroom. I'll be back in a sec. And I went and hopped in the car. He's come in and he's got me my gin and tonic out of the boot. He packed a little picnic yeah. and put like a little um a little gin and tonic with a stubby <laughs> And he had the ring in the stubby <laughs> Oh. It was Bless so him. funny. It was, but if you know my gorgeous partner, Nashi, he is like salt of the earth and so laid back and real country boy. And it was exactly as it is to Andrew. I think he goes, I wanted to do it all day long and now I'm happy to do it in the car That's what makes it memorable, right? It was beautiful and it was so us, so us. So, so my girlfriend ended up getting in contact with me, who's a Northern Territory local. And she said, go and see these guys. They do beautiful picnics in Cullen Bay. So yeah. we ended up having this gorgeous picnic in Pelham Bay out on the like on the bay and watching the sunset and it was just beautiful absolutely right. stunning and she had like these little twinkly lights all set up and uh -huh. picnic blankets and cushions and everything and I've rocked up and I'm like, oh my god oh my god and Andy's like oh my god I'm gonna vomit <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right it was so funny so I ended up having a chat with the lady there and I said swear what made you think of this and she said oh Christy she goes I used to walk past every day and people would be having fish and chips on the grass and I thought oh this would be something really beautiful that I could do she ended up um building her business little business she had you know first three months a thousand bookings in the first three months Whoa! all right um, so before we go any further can you yeah. give me a plug tell they're us called, they're called picnic at Cullen Bay Oh, simple, right? And they're in Darwin and they are beautiful ladies, absolutely stunning. So we had a beautiful chat and she turned around and I said, well, if you're ever in South Australia, I think you should come and do it in SA. And she turned around and she said, well, I want to challenge you. I'm like, what? And she turned around and she goes, I want to challenge you. She goes, I think you should do it. And I said, what do you mean I should do it? And she turned around and she said, I think you should start your own little business over in South Australia, you guys have got the best wines, the best produce. And she's turned around and she said, I think you'd be amazing at it. She goes, I didn't have any experience in catering. I didn't have any experience in business at all. She goes, but I just love people. And she turned around and she goes, I get the feeling that you love people as well. She goes, I want you to take my little business model and she goes, and make it your own, do whatever you want with it. And then she gave me this little cushion. I'm sitting on it now, actually. This cushion here. She gave me this. Oh, nice. oh that's gorgeous. So that's of Cullen Bay. That's and she gave me that. Is that a yacht in the sunset? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And she gave it to me and she turned around to me and she goes, Christy, she said, keep that and remember what I've said to you. Remember your time here in Cullen Bay. And she said, and just hold on to that. She goes, because I want you to I want I can see you doing this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so yeah. That was completely on the back burners. And I went back to work and then all the shit hit the fan with work. 
yeah. in December, we turned around and Andy said, nope, you're not going back there. And then I looked at him and I said, babe, you remember how we had that picnic? And he's just going, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know that thing that we spoke about? Yeah. It was, so we ended up, I got in contact with a few people of mine who I value their opinion. One of my best girlfriends in the world. Um, and I ran up past her and I said, now I don't want you to blow smoke up my ass. And Andy's turned around and said, you cannot ask her because she's just going to automatically blow smoke up. <laughs> so she turned around and she said, you know what? She goes, I'm not even. She said, it's a brilliant idea. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant idea. And then I spoke to a couple of um, local marketing people that I love, that I really trust. And they said, yep, go for it. And so we got the green light with them and a lot of people that I ran it past said, yep. And we did a couple of test runs and then we launched on the 4th of January. So the exciting. Picnic Tribe was born. I love that name too. Like, And, yeah, and I think so it's just, I couldn't imagine why she said that you'd be great at it. Just saying. <laughs> From this uh, short half an hour or so that we spent together. <laughs> this is something that we see here in Townsville. Yeah. And I feel like I think it's catchy on, honestly. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Just quietly as a guy, like not having to plan that crap is just so friggin' relieving. You like, are our target market, CJ. Oh I'm just God. telling you. <laughs> I, I will pay any amount of money to not have to worry about it, but <laughs> still get the same result. Um, and you take the credit for it, Dar. That's the yeah. best thing. You take yeah. all the credit. Exactly. You're amazing. So, <laughs> so where can people find you more about you in the picnic tribe and things like that? We are so we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. So we're the picnic tribe. So the dot picnic dot tribe number one. Um and we're also on we've got our little website up and running as well, and that's the picnic tribe.com.au. Yeah, perfect. Beautiful. But we'll drop all that depending on where you're watching in the notes yeah. somewhere. Notes, yeah. donuts, descriptions yeah. um, on the page. So just look yeah. around. You'll see. What yeah. And, um, oh, thank you so much for coming. Good so time. many goosebumps. Mm. So oh, goosebumps. thank you guys. It's so lovely to meet you both. So you too. It was, um, it was really good to, to have a chat and, mm. and talk openly and honestly. And, and truly from, I know from the bottom of my heart, thank you for sharing that. It's, it's, um, it's a conversation that needs to be had more. Yeah, definitely. definitely. And I think if my story can help anybody, darling, that's what the way that I think about it. I've got this little bit as I'm, I'm at my desk at the moment and I've got a little saying up there. It says, one day you tell your story of how you've overcome what you're going through now and it will become part of someone else's survival guide. Yeah, yeah I like it. If it's my fun. story can help somebody, then that's the main thing. That's yeah. what I want. So ah. That makes all this shit worthwhile. Oh, yes. Right, right. Yes, definitely. Well, this is completely um, unscripted, un unplanned, totally <laughs> left field, but so worth it. Thank you so much for coming, Chrissy. This was amazing. Uh, so that is the picnictribe.com.au, and you are down in Adelaide, correct? We are. That's right. Okay. Rad. So if you're going down there and you're wanting to have a nice little romantic getaway, guys, just, uh, just hit up Chrissy and the Picnic Tribe and they'll get you sorted. Definitely. Thank you so much for coming on. This is good. Pleasure, guys. My pleasure. If you have enjoyed the show, please subscribe and share with your friends. The What Is Family podcast is brought to you by thelilmoments.com, where we help dynamic and passionate mums who care about self-care make the most of the time that they get with our self-care boxes that leave you rested, reconnected, and re-energized. Check us out at thelittlemoments.com.